Hello, is this thing on? Are you on? I love holding a microphone. I feel like it's natural. I really do. I feel like I was born to hold a mic or a dick, whatever. Both, actually. A mic in one hand and... Okay. You get it. You get it. You're born gay. You're born to be an entertainer. <laughs> that's how I feel. And that's... I'm, I was born to do both. Honestly, it's probably childhood drama. That's why I'm funny. Truly. If you ask anybody that's really funny, the answer is childhood drama. Um... Because that's how you deal with things. You gotta you gotta laugh. Or you'll cry. That's what you'll do. You'll cry. That's what Joan Rivers used to say. So, thank you, childhood drama. And honestly, I'm grateful for everything that happened in my life. Danny, you had a perfect life. You had everything you wanted. Okay, yeah. But, you know, shit happens. You Shit goes on that you don't know. And, um, yeah. So, I think people with childhood trauma are funny. And they know what's up. So if you have childhood trauma, hit me up. We could be friends. I just think people that, you know, grew up, you know, they were bullied in middle school or they were heavier or, you know, their parents were divorced. Like, you know, childhood trauma could come in so many different forms. And, you know, being gay as a young lad, I feel like that that can be a traumatizing you know I talk about in my coming out episode you know you you you're hiding this deep secret for years and you kind of know what's going on as a kid about your sexuality but you're kind of fighting it and like saying homophobic shit to like deflect but then you ultimately come out and um it's it's traumatizing it is not coming out but you know holding it in and keeping the deep dark dark secret and you're worried that people are going to find out. So there's so many different types of traumas that make you funny. So I have a lot. Yes, I knew that at a very young age. Um, Welcome back, everybody. This I believe this is episode 35. I can't believe I'm saying that. A year ago, I was, you know, developing this show. And I was very hesitant and very... I, I, I didn't think I could do it. And I, I was like crying in my room because I couldn't figure out how to fucking operate a microphone or my, or garage band on my computer. And it was just, it was a mess. I'm like, and if you were to tell me a year from now, you'd be in episode 35. I'd be like, mm, I think you're confused, but I'm here. I'm still here, bitch. In the words of Tiffany Poland, is that, no, Pollard from I Love New York. She goes, I'm still here, bitch. You know what I'm talking about. I think I said her last name wrong, but she's she's great. Yeah, I love. I I I really like her. Yeah, she's great. That's my Tim Gunn accent. Anyway, um, I started intermittent fasting. So pardon me if I have an attitude. If you see me, or if I ignore ignore your phone call in the morning, I'm I'm not I'm not nice because <clears throat> oh I just choked. I'm uh, eating only from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., which honestly is not that bad. I, I usually wake up at 7 a.m. and I eat, but, you know, that's a couple hours of waiting, which is fine. And it hasn't really affected me, although I worked out pretty hard the other morning before I ate and I, I was dry heaving. I did 100 push-ups, 100 squats. I did some weights and then I... I started dry heaving. I was nauseous. No, it's not COVID. It's me not eating. But um, I, I do think this is a healthy 
uh, lifestyle change because I found that I wouldn't eat enough during the day. I wouldn't. I would have a little, I would eat like a little, like a little bird. I would eat. And then at night would come and I would schlep downstairs and just turn into Chef Boyardee and just whip up something at like 11 o'clock at night and eat it. And it was, you know, mostly carbs and garlic, you know, two of my favorite things. Not that garlic's unhealthy, but you know, I was stuffing myself with bread, stuffing myself with bread. And um, yeah, so I will let you guys know how it goes. So far, it's good. A little constipated, but that's life. Anyway, um, I got some big news I mentioned on my Instagram. Do you want to hear it? Can you guess it? What do you think it is? Go. Okay, fine. I'll tell you. I'm going to be in LA for one month. Are you excited? I'm excited. Do you live in LA? Do you live in LA? Let me know. We'll hang out. Um, So I'm flying out and I'm staying with my friend Dana, then my friend Derek. Anyway, um, what else? So yeah, I'm excited to see my friends in general there, but um, obviously it's not going to be the same. We can't really rage in West Hollywood and run around like little drunk sluts. Um, but, you know, we're going to hang out and be safe about it. You know, go to the beach. We can go hiking. We can go to parks. That, that's the beauty of L.A. I love that about L.A. because it barely rains. I mean, I lived there for three years, and I think it only rained, I want to say, like 15 times. Oh, and by the way, I am aware that I shit on L.A. I do. I did a whole episode about New York versus L.A., and I said in the beginning that, I'm very, I'm a biased person. I grew up in New York. I went to school in New York City. My, I'm very New York. You know, I I love New York. It's my favorite place in the world, actually. But um, I love LA. I really do. But you can't really compare it. I mean, you can, but they're very different. They're great for different things. And if you haven't listened to the episode, go ahead and check it out. Although (laughs) my friends that are from LA said I was a little bit harsh. They did, but um, like I said, I'm leaning over to the New York side, but I love LA. Don't get me wrong. So anyway, let's get into this. What was that else I was going to say? So yeah, I'm going to be there for a month and um, I'm going to, I'm going to do my podcast out there, but um, I'm, I don't know how to do it. I mean, like, should I, I think I'm going to ship my equipment. Ooh, I just burped trash. I'm garbage. I'm a raccoon. Sorry. Um, I'm going to ship my equipment to my friend's house because I don't want to bring it on the plane and like check it and fucking do all that shit. I'm going to go up to Monterey, California. You know where they film Big Little Lies? My biggest regret was not doing it when I lived there. Um, There's so many things I want to do when I'm there. But honestly, all of them are mostly outside and I'll probably go to a couple museums, but safely you know social distance wear a mask i'm only seeing seeing two friends meaning like i'm staying at their houses and one friend already had the virus and the other friend will be fully vaccinated by the time i I get to his house so um yeah i'm i'm planning on seeing everybody so if you want to see me hit me up i'm excited to see you but yeah i'm doing that um i'll probably see some relatives in san diego I'm just so excited to get the fuck out of New York. I'm just, it's, it's about time. Um, I'm, I'm only buying a one-way ticket and then figuring it out, honestly. But, so I'm so pissed. Um, 
my boss texted me and told me that she went to a production meeting and they said no more staff, meaning I'm cut. So I will not be attending this trip. It's out of her control. Um, it's production and, um, you know, it's their budget and whatnot, but, um, I'm kind of pissed because, you know, I, and myself and my friends, I, I got three of my friends, I'm sorry, two of my friends jobs on the show and they're also cut. But like I said, it's not her fault. It's production's fault, but it's just annoying that it's such last minute and it was via text message. And, um, you know, it could have been done differently. Um, but I'm kind of embarrassed because I was, I told all my friends I'm going for two weeks to work. I'm going to be working 12 hour days, but now I'm not, I'm going to be on the beach. (laughs) So, um, who knows? Maybe I'll find another job out there, but it's just a little setback because I, I wanted that nice chunk of change, you know, because it was, was, they pay good Netflix. Let me tell you, they pay good. They feed you well. And, um, I was hoping they were going to be like, oh my God, Danny, you are so little and tiny and cute and hairy. Um, we want to offer you a full-time job with Netflix and, and we want to make you bi-coastal because you're just too cool for LA and New York needs you in my delusional brain. That's what, that's what was going to happen, <laughs> but you never know. It can still happen. Um, but no, I, I will not be working anymore there. So I'm still going for probably a month or so to get the fuck out of New York but um, I w- I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm disappointed. It stings because you kind of feel rejected. But you know, it's not it's not me. I know this lady. You know, it's I I trust her and I I do believe it's a production thing because our department works with production and we're usually the last ones to find out stuff. So. Um, I blame production and you know what there's so many moving parts and especially with COVID and this particular job was in the COVID department and um, it's just a lot of different channels you have to get to so I'm sure this might have been you know decided a couple of days ago but going through the channels going through legal it finally hit my text message so what are you gonna do but I'll still be there. Being bicoastal would be ideal. I have talked about that before. I want to live in New York from May until December. Like, that's ideal. And then spend the winter months in LA. I hate March. March is my least favorite month. Like, February and March, it's just fucking, ugh. Then April comes and it's like, are you winter? Are you spring? What are you? pick one because it's like could be 70 degrees and it could be 20 degrees but man I'm excited I have been they're they're listening right now hi fam we've been fighting lately I've been just fighting with everyone (laughs) you know so I think it's time I think it's time to go but I'll be back who knows I'll, I'll probably be back in a month but like I said it's in the air but I have a fucking Peloton in New York. What do I do? Do I sell it? I'm not I'm not there yet, but I'm just thinking about how do I get my shit there? 
then I don't know. The grass is always greener on the other side. But it's 2021. It's just an Instagram filter. End quote. Danny Rondello. <laughs> don't you hate... Oh, wait, really quick. Don't you hate on Instagram when people have their Instagram name? It's the real blah, blah, blah. Like, for example, the real Danny Rondello. It's like, why... Like, nine times out of ten, the person that has that is not famous. And they have a thousand Instagram followers. My biggest pet peeve. Not my biggest, but... um, Yeah, so I gotta start writing some episodes. um, Because I'm gonna be in LA. And I have a couple of people I want to interview. And, you know, get get some content out. I'm excited, though. What else? What else can we talk about? Oh my god, this just in. Tiger Woods got in a really bad car accident. Um, It appears that his car rolled over and went over some sort of ditch. It doesn't look like a mountain. Um, He had to get pulled out with the jaws of life. Um, That's so scary. Could you imagine if we lost Tiger Woods? Like another major athlete and then no we don't need that he was one of the greatest golfers danny you don't know fuck about golf that's true that's the only golfer i know um i always use him in analogies you know i say he's the tiger woods of blah 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 you know he's always the analogy um so i wish him a speedy recovery it sounds like you know he's alive but he has a major leg accident um, it's interesting because I wonder if his legs are insured. I know that sounds weird, but some celebrities um, take out insurance on their body parts. Like I, I heard Tina Turner had her legs insured for $80,000. And I'm sure any pro athlete probably has to do that. I mean, just in case like shit like this happens. But um, I mean, we don't know much about the accident. We don't know really much anything. I just saw... Um, a CNN report that he got into a car accident in Los Angeles. That's about it. And they just showed a picture of the SUV rolled over and it looks like a ditch, like I said, but I don't know. I can't confirm, but this is coming out tomorrow. So hopefully we'll hear um, more stuff about that. In some lighter news, you know, um, Jonathan Bennett, he played Aaron Samuels in Mean Girls, iconic. Um, I, I've met him. He's really nice. Um, He's actually gay. I met him and his boyfriend. They were very nice on a red carpet. Um, I hope he's not mad. I'm going to talk about him right now. I'm sure he's not because you know what he did? He accidentally, and quote, posted a dick pic. Now, hear me out now. So the photo, I'm looking at it right now. He's sitting poolside um, in a lounge chair holding up an espresso cup. And the, it's, it's a glass one, so there's a reflection in it. His legs are crossed, he's laying back, and it says, good morning. And if you look closely, you can see his reflection in the espresso cup. And if you look, his dick is out. And it's erect. And it's the biggest penis I have ever, not ever seen, but it's a big one. This this dick, I'm looking at right now, like judging by this photo, this dick is at least nine inches. He's, um, he's hard. Who, who has a boner while they drink espresso in the morning? I mean, that must be some good espresso. And if that's the case, 
let us know the brand. He should come out with his own espresso brand. He needs to ride this wave. But personally, I think he did it on purpose because I'm looking at the screenshot on this news source and it says this photo is up for 22 hours. So I'm sure someone messaged him, someone he knows saying, hey, bro, we could see your big ass schlong in your espresso cup. And honestly, it made me crave two things, the pool and espresso. You, th- you thought I was going to say something else, but I dodged you. I dodged you. Maybe that too. So maybe three things I'm in, I'm, I want right now. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's, that's that. So he had to have done it on purpose. There's no way. I have a friend. I almost got in a car accident. True story. Because she texted me and she wrote, oh my God, you're naked. You posted a naked Instagram photo. And I was like, what? And I was like, what? And it was in my phase of like online dating. And um, <laughs> I, I, I almost crashed my car. I had to pull over to see it. And she goes, oh my God, I'm totally kidding. I was like, don't fucking do that. I thought I leaked a nude, but now I'm, I'm smarter. I'm smarter with that stuff. Um, <laughs> in other news, um, speaking of dicks, um, Meek Mill, the rapper came out with a very insensitive, um, verse and, um, about Kobe Bryant and, um, Vanessa Bryant responded. So let me just tell you the verse. So the verse goes, <laughs> you're going to laugh because I'm rapping this bitch, I'm fucking, always tell me that she loved me, but she ain't ever show me. Yeah, if I ever lack, I'm gonna, if I, <laughs> yeah, if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper, it will be like another Kobe. That's not, that's not good. That's not good lyrically. That's not, like, good. I don't even know what to say. And, um, it's just really unfortunate. And, um, Vanessa Bryant responded and keep in mind Vanessa Bryant lost her daughter she lost her husband she lost friends kids died in that that helicopter crash and she wrote dear Meek Mill I find this line to be extremely insensitive and disrespectful period I'm not familiar with your music shade you go Vanessa but I believe you can do better than this so it's like he that's so awful because it's it's so soon you know and you have to think about like she's probably gonna hear it eventually and if you're and she writes if you're a fan fine there's a better way to show your admiration for my husband but this lacks uh respect and tact and it's true so he hasn't responded yet but i'm waiting for it he is going to get dogpiled because from what I know, Kobe Bryant was friends with a lot of rappers, and I think this is going to cause a lot of shit, because number one, it's a fairly new death. I mean, he died a year and a month ago, involving his daughter. So I think it's obviously more tragic, and the fact that, you know, he he came from L.A., and played in LA and he has a million, you know, athlete friends and rapper friends and musicians. So I think it's just a slap in the face of the music industry. I don't know if that makes sense, but I feel like he's going to really pay for this. I think he shot himself in the foot because 
maybe people won't want to work with him because of this incident. I think it's beyond fucked up. And I'm I'm here for a joke. I'm here for a roast. I'm here for a burn. But it just lacked... She, she was right. It lacked tact and, res- and respect. I just... Is he even a fan? I mean, I'm assuming he's not because, you know, the way he said that. But anyway, um, I think it's fucked up and I don't think people are going to want to work with him and I don't blame them. I've been getting a lot of um messages about, you know, topics and a lot of them want me to talk about true crime and crime in general. So today I'm going to talk about the godmother, Griselda Blanco. So, um, let's get into it. Griselda Blanco is one of the, well, she was the first female drug lord. She was known as the godmother. You know how, like, there's the godfather? She's the godmother. And apparently she got the name by shooting one of her enemies and screaming, I'm the fucking godmother. So, that's interesting. Um, she's also known as the Black Widow because she killed three of her husbands and um, Black Widow spiders kill their mates after they penetrate, I believe. That's how she got the name. Um, she was one of the most ruthless drug lords, drug dealers of her time. Um, she was born 1943. I didn't get her actual birthday, but I know it's February. I have to look into that. She had a really tough life. Her mother was an alcoholic, and um, her mother's boyfriends abused her sexually unfortunately and at 11 Griselda um killed her first person well committed her first murder she this is a legend this is a myth they don't know if it's a myth or truth but the story goes she was 11 years old and she went to the rich neighborhood next to hers in Colombia and she kidnapped this seven-year-old boy and held him for ransom and the family didn't pay because I don't know if they believed it or whatever the story was. But anyway, she shot him. And um, that's the rumor. On, that's the rumor on the street. So um, in the late 70s, she moved to Queens, New York from Columbia. And um, she was so ruthless. If you owed her money, she'd kill you. If she owed you money, she would kill you because she didn't want to pay you. So you'd be dead either way. Um. And her her henchmen, uh, ha, ha, they have killed kids. They have killed pregnant women. They are ruthless. They're sharks. They don't give a fuck. So in the late in the late seventies, her and her husband Alberto Bravo um, built an international drug empire in Miami, New York, and Colombia. She eventually killed her husband, taking control of the business. Um, she eventually moved to Miami because the feds were honing in on her, homing in on her, one of those in um, New York. So they were suspicious of her and she ended up going to Miami. And honestly, I feel like it's smarter because Miami's closer to the ports to get cocaine and whatnot. And I feel like New York is just farther up, although New York probably has more money and more people and whatnot. Um, so she was a mastermind of the cocaine wars in Miami. So this, she started all, she started all this apparently. 
and um, she later went into business with Pablo Escobar. There's multiple things about this. People say that she invented him. People say that they had beef and they hated each other. But I'm finding that a lot of uh, resources say that she created him and she took him under her, her wing and taught him everything. Pablo Escobar is also the biggest drug kingpin of all time. Look him up. Uh, Narcos. There's a whole series about him. I haven't watched it because I can't do subtitles. I read too slow. I really do. I, I have to pause it. Like, I took me... You know that movie... Parasite? Everyone was like, the movie's so good, but it's it's in a different language. You have to... It's in subtitles. So, it took me like three or four hours to go through the movie because... I have my glasses on, I got the remote, and I'm just pausing it to read it. Because sometimes they're too fast. I'm slow. Well, my mind works so fast that it takes me a minute to process it. So that's what I tell myself. <laughs> anyway, she was the one of the biggest cocaine distributors for the Medellin cartel. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I, I feel like I am. She had a really bad temper, and she killed anyone that got in her way. Um, I heard that she was bisexual and she was famous for orgies. And later, after she had sex with these strippers, she would have them killed just for laughs in front of her. Which tells you that she is fucking psychotic. Um, She invented the drive-by shootings on motorcycles because it was easy to shoot people, get on a bike, and weave through cars before anyone even noticed what happened. And um, there there were so many murders uh, with people on motorcycles that Colombia made it a law for only only one person could be on a motorcycle in front of a government building because they were concerned that people, you know, politicians were going to get shot. It was it was a fucked up time back then. The 80s was no joke. They said that. During her time in Miami, there were so many murders that the police department had to rent out storage trucks from fast food restaurants to temporarily house the dead bodies to, you know, transport them. And I'm like, is that sanitary? Like a bloody fucking body in a Wendy's food truck? You know, it's that skeeves me out. And it definitely said fast food trucks, so I'm skeeved out by that. So in the late 80s, Miami crime went down because the drug dealers found a new route route into the U.S., and that was the Mexican border. Um, So they didn't have to rely on Miami ports to come in. Fuck, I'm going out of order. I'm just going to keep that. So in 1984, she was arrested and ran her drug empire in prison. She served 20 years in prison and was released in 2004. Then she was deported back to Columbia. So she went to prison for three mur- three murders that she was tied to. Um, but she had over 200 people killed. So that's, that's insane that she was only tried for those three murders when she had a lot more blood on her hands. Um, while she was in prison for those 20 years, two out of four sons she had were murdered. It's like you're putting your whole family in jeopardy. That's so selfish. 
She was finally murdered September 3rd, 2012 at 69. Griselda Blanco was murdered the same way she had murdered so many other people. Um, at the time of her death, she was out of the business for 10 years and she was a born again Christian. But it's like, can you can you really retire? There's a lot of people after you. You, you killed 200 people. And those 200 people had loved ones. Those 200 people had brothers, sisters. Like, I'm coming after you, Griselda. Try me. Well, she's she's dead. But um, So she was in her hometown of Medellin, Colombia. And ironically, she was in a butcher shop at the time of her murder. Um, she bought $150 worth of high-quality meats because, you know, she was a very rich drug dealer you know she had all that money so she had expensive taste and after paying for her meat i don't know why that made me laugh after paying for her meat a man walked into the meat shop the butcher shop and shot her in the shoulder and one once in the head she was murdered the same way she killed everyone else at the time of her death you're gonna this is crazy she was worth two billion dollars and do you know how much Pablo Escobar was worth? $24 billion. It's like I picked the wrong the wrong career path. They said that Pablo Escobar was so rich that he spent over $20,000 a week on rubber bands for money. I heard he was so rich that he lost an estimated $2 million a year because it would be eaten by rats in where he would store it he would store it in like a basement of a warehouse and it was like very damp and dirty and um the rats would eat his money but it it was worth it because if he stored it anywhere else they would have known so he took the two million dollar a year hit and um i heard that one time him and his family fled because the police were after him and um his daughter they were in the jungle and his daughter was was so cold that he burnt two million dollars in cash to keep her warm this is a different fucking um life i mean this is insane but anyway um there is a movie based on Griselda blanco and um catherine what's her name sorry not catherine hepburn catherine zeta jones played her and um Griselda was like five feet five feet wide like she was a very ugly woman i feel like someone's gonna kill me um she was a very unattractive woman and you're you're at the time jennifer lopez almost played her then Catherine zeta jones played her but it's funny because Catherine zeta jones played her like hot it's like you know when Charlize theron played eileen wardos is that her name from monster um, she had to gain all this weight. They had prosthetics, and she looked great. I feel like Catherine Zeta-Jones looked like Catherine Zeta-Jones, so I felt like they didn't do it justice. I mean, I'm sure Catherine could have played her, but I felt like it, the part should have been given to someone else that could really play it. So, who knows? Maybe they'll redo the movie, but I think they didn't do her justice. Overall, I really liked this episode because I gave you some insight on me. I talked about some celebrities. I talked about their dick pics. I talked about true crime, which I love. So um, I enjoyed this episode and I hope you did too. So 
Yeah. Um, we'll see what we're doing next week. I, I literally put this together in two days. I don't know. I just couldn't figure out. I couldn't think of a good topic. I was going to do Hell's Kitchen and talk about the history of it, but there's so much, so much preparing I have to do for that. So I, I didn't forget about that. I'm going to do that eventually. So anyway, little D's, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this.